Well, we made it to Hump Day Wednesday. Welcome in, everybody. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. As usual, our Hour 1 sponsor is Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Tim Lasher, great Sooner, great company right here servicing Oklahoma City and the OKC area since 2007. You need an AC tune-up, you get a problem with your heater during the winter, whatever you have they can get it done in terms of fixing it at a very fair price very professional operation they've done some work for us at Shea Stadium a couple times call them up at 405-579-3113 that's 405-579-3113 as usual we'll be uh, looking for your texts on the uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 405-651-3439 Parker how's everything made it to Wednesday that is correct I'm pumped about that. And Halfway to the weekend. That's right. Uh, everything's downhill. You know, after real, well, really during the one o'clock hour, everything starts going downhill. So we've got a little bit of a climb, but we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We're going to reach the summit at one o'clock, and then everything's downhill after that. So uh, another quarterback offer for the Sooners for 2024. How many OU quarterback offers are out there right now? Two in the class of 2024, just the two right now. And the uh, new one DJ, was? DJ Lagway and Jaden Davis. Jaden Davis was the new one, right? And he's yes. been at OU before, right? And he's been at the camp, is yes, that correct? Yes, he was at the elite camp last June. Uh, was, without much argument, the most impressive signal caller there. Uh, at one point, he was the number one overall prospect in that class. Uh, that honor now belongs, I believe, to Dylan Riola. Uh, but Jaden Davis is a consensus top five quarterback in this cycle. Uh, definitely one of those guys that you figured was going to be in the mix for Oklahoma at the quarterback position before all was said and done in the 2024 class. And him and DJ Lagway make sense being the first two offers off the board for Oklahoma uh, in the cycle as far as the quarterback position is concerned. I am not convinced either of those guys is going to be the quarterback Oklahoma gets in the 2024 class because I think they're on the cusp of offering Michael Hawkins as well. And if they offer Michael Hawkins, I think that's your guy. And that's the guy That's the guy I want for Oklahoma. I think that's the guy a lot of Sooner fans should want as well. Okay, tell us a little bit about Hawkins for those who do not know. Well, we've talked about this on Locked In before. I'm not sure if we talked about it on this show. Uh, Mike, there are two quarterbacks in the history of Allen High School who have ever started at quarterback on the varsity level as a sophomore for that program. Michael Hawkins is one of them. You think you can name the other one? I think OU fans could name Kyler Murray pretty easily. Uh-huh. Yes, And, and that, he turned that, out to be pretty good. That's a big-time program, too. Big-time program. One of the best in the country. And uh, if you're starting there as a sophomore, that says something, no doubt. And Hawkins, you know, he's got sub-4-5 wheels. He's got arm talent. He's got intangibles. He's got outstanding character. And his dad... Played ball at the University of Oklahoma in the early 2000s. So, familial connection there. That is a recruitment that I think would be pretty open and shut if Oklahoma does indeed offer Hawkins. I don't think it will take him long to jump in the boat. We have talked about some of the differences between this staff, Brent Venable's staff, the current staff, and the previous uh, administration led by an evil man. Uh, and they seem to, seem to center in on one quarterback all the time, whether it was Spencer Rattler or uh, Caleb Williams, or Malachi Nelson, and just put all their focus on one guy. And that worked. That worked for him. Uh, 
not really taking that approach, obviously, with this staff. There, there, more offers are out there. And uh, why would you say it's a little bit different? I think it's different because <laughs> say what you will about Muleshoe, but he could go get a quarterback. Yeah, no He was going to get anybody no he doubt. wanted. And so he didn't need to offer more than one guy. That's true. You're right. Jeff Lebby isn't there yet. That's not to say Jeff Lebby won't ultimately get there or that Jeff Lebby is necessarily inferior as a play caller and or offensive mind to Muleshoe. But he just doesn't have the skin in the game that Muleshoe did when he was at the helm of the Oklahoma program. And so you're going to have to spread your net a little bit wider. And like I said, with a kid like Hawkins, maybe you have somebody where you got a pretty good idea that they're going to commit to Oklahoma when they get the offer because that's the, that's, that is the spot for them. Maybe it's not the spot that they're married to being at, in the future, but it's the school where they would love to see themselves, where they'd ideally love to see themselves. So some years it's probably going to be easier than others. The Sooners were fortunate to get Jackson Arnold in the boat early in the class of 2023. He committed nine days after he visited campus. So I think that goes into it. Also, these quarterbacks that they're offering now in the class of 2024, Mike, they're sophomores. Okay, there's a lot that can happen True. between their sophomore year of high school and their senior year of high school. So options aren't a bad thing because being married to one guy at the quarterback position, sure, that's great in theory. And sure, at that point, you're able to start building a class around him. But if something goes haywire between now and signing day 2024, you got to have a fallback. Absolutely, and I know the Sooners are going to be looking for a uh, QB2 in the portal. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But speaking of Jeff Levy and the current offense, Marvin Mims had a big spring game. He's going to be the Sooners' go-to receiver. And, yes, Cody Jackson uh, jumped in the portal after the spring game. But I think Jaden Gibson showed Sooner fans, uh, you know, what he can be all about. 6'5", looks like an NFL uh, receiver already, not saying he's going to get there and be a first-rounder or anything, but you like what you see just in terms of the uh, the size, the speed, and again, uh, had that 95-yard touchdown reception uh, from Micah Bowens at the spring game on Saturday. As for Jeff Levy and this new Oklahoma offense, Marvin Mims said that he is feeling comfortable after spring with the new offense. Coach Levy came in, he really emphasized tempo, tempo, tempo. And it's hard to have tempo when you don't really know what you're doing. You know, as we started learning the offense and stuff like that, we could get they lined up pretty fast, be more comfortable with the things, start playing ball. I mean, that's what we're here to do, start playing ball. We don't have to think about the little things like, oh, am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? We're just comfortable out there and we're just playing ball. So that's like, that's kind of what y'all saw today. And now I feel like, I feel like we're in a really good place. You know, I feel like we're way better. We're way better than we were in January. I mean, it's, it's remarkable how much, um, how much we've learned since then. Marvin Mims after the spring game on Saturday. And Mims also says uh, he feels like the locker room in this Oklahoma roster that uh, they have no doubt bought in with this new coaching staff. Oh, definitely. I mean, not even Coach Levy, Coach Venables. I mean, that's kind of the thing he kind of stood up here and talked about the first day we met him. And, I mean, um, as far as that goes, I mean, after last year, I can definitely say that the reason this team is going to do what it's going to do this year is because we're all on the same page. I mean, there's no question about that. We're all one unit. We're all bought in. I mean, they've they've definitely cracked down on that, and that's the biggest difference. I mean, past years is crazy. I mean, first year, go one and two, lose, lose the first two Big 12 games. Last year, head coach leaves, 
two quarterbacks leave, a lot of other people leave, key players. And um, I mean, now I can comfortably say that we are all on the exact same page. So that's really good for us. There you go. So uh, the chemistry appears to be pretty good in the Sooner locker room. And uh, I think that Brent Venables has made a very good impression. And so have these coaches. What will that mean next fall? Can the Sooners win the Big 12? I think they should be favored. Are they an overwhelming favorite? No, but I think their schedule, also who they have at home, Baylor, Oklahoma State will make a difference, and uh, certainly not a heavy favorite, but I would favor Oklahoma to win the Big 12. Uh, speaking of Baylor, Blake Chapin, uh, Chapin is the starting quarterback, and you've got Gary Bohannon now in the portal, and some Oklahoma fans are already trying to pitch Gary Bohannon to come to Norman and be the Sooners' number two. And I think the reason he's not at Baylor anymore is because he <laughs> didn't like number two. And the question is, who does number two work for? Does it work for anybody out there? That's a tough sales pitch, even for a school like Oklahoma. Parker, what you've got to do is you've got to have somebody who wants to be at a big-time program, wants to experience Power 5 football at a different level, uh, looks at, you know, the uh, one for Oklahoma deal and think, you know, 40, 50 grand, that kind of thing. But it's not the easiest sales pitch. And the Sooners usually have a very easy sales pitch when you're talking about going after somebody who you're going to tell you got a chance to start. Even if you're a freshman, you know, the, the sales pitch isn't that hard. The freshman gets it. You know, the freshman prospect, unless it's Adrian Peterson or Kyler Murray or somebody that's a super big-time five-star, they want to play right away. But this sales pitch for a number 2 quarterback is its like trying to sell real estate that's kind of dilapidated and not the best. That's probably a bad analogy. But I'm just saying you've got to have somebody who really wants to be at Oklahoma. And what do you think that quarterback looks like? What's the makeup of that quarterback? Who you can sell? Look, we got our starter, but you never know what can happen. Something like that, I guess. It's like trying to convince a former head coach to be a coordinator. Yeah, right. Some guys realize they have to do it, but if you're if you have options elsewhere, if you can be the one in charge at another program, that's probably the type of opportunity you're going to favor. So if Gary Bohannon gets in the portal and he has schools coming after him with the desire to make him their new starter. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense for him to come to Oklahoma. I'm not sure it makes sense anyway because like you said, the reason he's leaving Baylor is because he was supplanted as the starter. So, is QB2 at Oklahoma that much better than QB2 at Baylor that he's willing to get in the transfer portal and go through that whole headache of a process? just to be the backup somewhere else? No. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't either, and it's going to be interesting to see how that, uh, you know, plays out. But how about the way that Dave Aranda handled that? You know what Muleshoe would have done? Muleshoe would have said, we got a great quarterback battle. These guys, you know, there hadn't been enough separation. He would have done whatever. And look, you know what? Most coaches would have. I would say 80%. Probably, that might be a low number, would have done whatever they could to try and keep Gary Bohannon on campus in Waco. But Dave Aranda is a different breed of cat, man. He he basically told him to score. And, uh, you know, he has, what, until Sunday to get in the portal, and he's already in. 
So basically, Dave Aranda was honest with him and allowed him to, if that's you know the choice he wanted to make, that he could make it, and he wasn't going to hold him back. So it's unusual. That's unusual. I'm not saying there aren't other coaches out there that, that would have done that, but there, there aren't a whole lot of them, in my opinion. All right, coming up, Bob Stoops. Involved in politics yesterday? Not really, but it was Bob at his best in the House of Representatives yesterday being honored up there. It was really good stuff. We'll talk about that when we get back. Yes, we're here in the Brown O'Haver studios today. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, two men talking, or better known as uh, Steel Man and Thune. At noon here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network, headed to the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 here in just a minute. Get those texts rolling in today. We always appreciate all our uh, folks on the text line. Bob Stoops honored yesterday up at the state capitol, was at the House of Representatives, and uh, we, we said they need to build a giant statue, kind of about as big as the old uh, statue, the Colossus of Rhodes, back in the day, and have Bob Stoops straddling I-35 as you come into Norman for the job that he's done. But it was typical Bob Stoops. He took all attention, deflected all the attention. Uh, Bob is not that kind of guy. Bob's a super competent guy. No doubt about that, if you've ever been around him at all or you've seen his interviews. But he's not an ego guy. He really isn't an ego guy. He's just a really confident guy, and that's why he was an excellent football coach at the University of Oklahoma. But as expected yesterday in front of all the politicians, Bob immediately came after Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley didn't invent OU football. You're god right. And, and everyone needed a little wake-up call because they kind of slipped into thinking he did. Now, that is out of context. That was a small part of what Bob had to say yesterday. But this is what Bob said. Uh, Dang it, you're going to give full context, Steely? Well, I had to put Heisenberg in there because that's how every Oklahoma fan, I think, reacted. You're a talk radio host. You're supposed to engage in the art of yellow journalism. I know, I know. But, I, you know, I can't do that to Bob Stoops. I can't do that to Bob Stoops because uh, this is what Bob said uh, not in its entirety, but this is a much better representation. Talking about, uh, you know, this past uh, year and uh, getting called off the golf course to, uh, to come back and, and, and lead that Sunday uh, was really fairly easy. And I, I think I've been given way too much credit for it. Uh, I wasn't golfing all that well that day, so it was easy to leave the course. And truly, I didn't have to travel back from Florida to do it. I'm right down the road, and let's face it, even in your positions as well, you leave something for four or five years, you don't forget how to do it when you've done it your whole life. And it made it easy that I was able to reach the players and they accepted me. But I remember that day, my primary mission, my first mission was to remind everybody, players, community, everybody at the university, Lincoln Riley didn't invent OU football, okay? And, and everyone needed a little wake-up call because they kind of slipped into thinking he did. And I sure as heck didn't either. All right, it goes back, you know, all the way to Bud, and you could even say Benny Owen. But I, I think in a modern era of football, Bud Wilkinson started, created the monster that Coach Switzer always, you know, referred to. And I had to deal with it for 18 years, and it's a monster. 
There you go. And uh, doesn't it seem like Bob Stoops is living his best life right now? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you talk about a guy who has it figured out and uh, is in just a great stage right now. And look, I mean, he loves coaching because he's still keeping his hand in coaching, obviously. We saw that with the Renegades. We've seen he's coming back uh, to the uh, the uh, new league next year. And he's been in broadcasting. He's been able to watch his son play at Oklahoma. I mean, it, it just that's you talk about living a great life right now. He's kind of a man of about town. I had a buddy of mine <laughs> text me a picture the other day. Very inconspicuous. Hey, Bob's, Bob's here at this Mexican restaurant I'm at. You know, it's like a picture over his shoulder. Bob's got like a Mexican beer, you know. And But he's um, he has done a ton for the University of Oklahoma. And all he did yesterday was say, ah, no big deal. You know, come on. Nah, that wasn't that big of a deal. It, it, I enjoyed it. Thank you. But it wasn't that big of a deal. That's Bob Stoops right there. That's Bob Stoops. You know, it's funny. We got to talk to him on the rush yesterday. And – uh, I called him twice during the commercial break. He didn't answer either time. Right as we're going back on the air, <laughs> the phone line rings. I pick it up, and it's him. He goes, it's Bob Stoops. I missed your call. I'm like, yeah, Coach, we'll get you right on. That was the first time I've ever gotten to talk to Coach Stoops at length outside of asking him one question at the signing day press conference back in December. So I was kind of fangirling a little bit. Yeah, well – Again, uh, he has a large chunk of uh, big-time credibility with OU fans forever, and he only added to it with what he did uh, with, again, uh, the coaching change and how he stepped in. And I know he doesn't think it was a big deal um, that, you know, he was here and was happy to do it and all of that stuff, but um, it, it was huge for Sooner fans and always will be. All right, you want to get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line? Yes. Let's do it. All right, we start with a text from a 918 listener up in the Tulsa area that says simply, oh, you should offer Cole Adams. I agree. I think we all agree. The waiting is the hardest part. The waiting is the hardest part. But eventually that offer will come. Are you still feeling pretty confident about that? Where yes. are you at? Like 75% higher than that? I would say 85%. I am overwhelmingly confident he's going to get the offer. And when he does, I think Oklahoma's positioned themselves to have a real fighting chance with Cole Adams, which I don't I don't know if I would imagine that would have been possible a month ago based on where things were trending. But no, Oklahoma's going to be in this thing. Um <laughs> One listener says, if Muleshoe had been at the Capitol yesterday, Cowherd and Catch Radius Herb Street would have been there <laughs> along with every major sports outlet trying to get a quote. Catch Radius Herb Street. He's not going to be on the draft coverage tomorrow night. I guess he's got some kind of blood clot they're a little bit worried about, so he's taken off uh, from uh, doing the draft coverage. So hopefully everything's good there. I've met Herb Street. Uh, he's a good guy. He's a really good dude. I like him a lot, and I think he's good. This is the most asinine text we've ever received on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, and it doesn't come courtesy of Doug from Norman, or rather Doug the Contrarian, as we have since tabbed him. One listener from the 580 says, I don't get what the big deal is with Chick-fil-A. The liver or gizzards meal from Chicken Express is insanely good. Sir or madam, what is wrong with you? So that's a random text person right there. I don't know. Was Plank talking about that? Maybe Plank and Josh were talking about it. But 
Uh, you know, I like Chick-fil-A. I also like Chicken Express. I had Chick-fil-A last night. But Chick-fil-A is hard to beat. Chick-fil-A is easily number one. Uh, number one by a mile. The Alabama in my fast food power rankings. So you would love to get an NIL deal again with Chick-fil-A. That's oh, my the first goodness. Place it would, it would be, be a dream come true. A- absolutely. Yeah, and the waffle fries are really good, too. You know they have they have a new they have a new drink this summer, they have their new seasonal beverage, the cloudberry. Uh, I guess you can get cloudberry flavor in your lemonade or your tea, or your Arnold Palmer, which they call a Sun Joy. I don't know why. Maybe they had a licensing breakdown with the whole. That Arnold sounds Palmer. like the liberals got a hold of it and called it a Sun Joy instead of an Arnold Palmer. It's an Arnold Palmer. It ain't no damn pansy Sun Joy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't realize that cloudberry was a thing. I'm still not convinced it's a thing. It might just be a fanciful unicorn berry that Chick-fil-A contrived in a lab May, I bet Chick-fil-A, It tastes delicious, though. Chick-fil-A might have a unicorn farm out there. Who knows? You never know. You it is, never know. It is the Lord's chicken, after all. You know so. where, where I was headed um, recently? It was I had kind of a headache so i did the pregame came back and watched the game on sooner sports tv saturday and on my way back home i went down main street and i thought you know what i can do real quick i'll stop by sooner dairy lunch real quick get myself a burger there and a pineapple shake pineapple whip whatever you want to call it i haven't been there in a long time i I drove by and that place was packed i mean there wasn't a spot to be had so a lot of uh, sooner fans had the same idea you know, uh, on their way to the game, they'd stop there. Have you ever had that their stuff? I haven't been to Sooner Dairy Lunch. You need, no, to, I you need to make an appointment to go there at okay. some point. The pineapple whip. You're saying yes. That's, it's that's I got the steely was, stamp. I, I, somebody told me it was a pineapple whip, but I just thought it's the pineapple shake, and it's really good, and just the burgers there. It's it's good stuff. Chick Fil A's greatest seasonal beverage of all time is the peppermint chocolate chip milkshake, but number two on that list was the beverage that they rolled out in the summer of 2017, the Watermelon Mint Lemonade. I saw that that was it their sounds seasonal. sounds pretty good. Yeah, it, you know, it sounds weird at first because you're like, watermelon? Mint? Lemonade? Mm-hmm. How does this work? How do, how do these flavors all work together? And then you take a sip. It's like, oh, yep, yep, that works. I had almost two dozen of those over the course of that summer. That was also the summer I had a torn labrum in my shoulder, though, so... <laughs> Whenever I think, whenever I mentally go back to that place where I'm sipping a watermelon mint lemonade, I have shooting pain in my arm. But really, the, your mind takes you back there. It's just an association. Wow, yeah. yeah. That's... But man, watermelon mint lemonade. Now that was delicious. I want them to bring it back. Somebody on the uh, text line said the pineapple whip is amazing. I agree. It is life changing. It is so very good. It's awesome. I hear Mushu out there in L.A., they're putting cucumbers in their water out there. You know why? Because they're wimps. You think Jerry Schmidt would put cucumbers in our water? We're probably putting tequila in our sports drinks. We'll splash here and there. All right, let's take a break right here. We will get back to the text line and uh, talk a lot of Sooner football today. Trey Young's season is over. He was not very good in three games. 
He had one good game. Other than that, he struggled. The Heat beat the Hawks, and they did it without Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry last night. We'll talk a lot more Sooner football, though, when we get back. Okay, thanks again to Tim Lasher and his great company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, family-owned and operated, servicing the greater Oklahoma City area since 2007. You can call them at 405-579-3113 for all your heat and air needs. And uh, good to have you with us on a Wednesday. The Air Comfort Solutions text line is always there for you and is always going. Let's get back there right now. Best drink from Chick-fil-A or any place is half Sprite, half lemonade. I feel like that's the kind of thing that you would drink when you were like eight. Like that seems like seems like a drink that tasted really good when you were really young and then you got older and realized, eh, how did I ever like that? Hey, wait a minute. Are you calling one of our texters out? If that's what our texter likes, that's what Listen, our texter I, I'm likes. I'm okay with that. I'm just, that's my personal no, opinion. No, you just called him a child, him or her a child. <laughs> Uh, not trying to start beef on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I don't just, know. Does some, I, Sprite had some lemon in it, right? So you're just adding more lemon. But you know, I've never tried that. Maybe I'll try that. No, Jeez. I'm not. I'm not reading that one. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, wait, you, sir, or tawdry? <laughs> Doug the Contrarian here. I'm devastated that I've lost my title as the meanest, most hated texter to your station. Sometimes the truth hurts. Now, who did he lose that title to? I don't think he did. Uh, I just think we... I, I made the joke that the text about Chicken Express being better than Chick-fil-A was oh, the most yeah, yeah, asinine yeah, yeah. text okay, we've yeah, ever right. received. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one listener says, Chick-fil-A's Frosted Lemonade is where it's at. Oh, man. I remember when they debuted that. That would have been like, what, 2014, 2015? Mm-hmm. Ooh, Yeah. So that is different. that like a seasonal thing? No, or? they have it all year round. Ah, it's like it's basically like a lemonade shake. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Man, it, uh, it is delicious. I, that I have not tried yet. <laughs> Kendall says half Sprite, half lemonade sounds disgusting. Hey, to each their own, man. To each their own. Okay, uh, Mike, let's let's circle back around to football with this question. What's your honest opinion on the new QB recruit, Jackson Arnold? Well, he's a four-star, right? That yeah, probably be will, be, will be a five-star. And uh, made a very strong impression on Oklahoma from a good high school program. I mean, what's what's not to like? I mean, you've seen game tape. You've seen him in action at camps and everything. What's your take? I mean, the reality with Jackson Arnold is he's got, he's got a little bit of Baker Mayfield in him. And Baker Mayfield himself was a lowly three-star and a walk-on. So – when you're given that kind of comparison to Jackson Arnold, you almost expect that there's there's that possibility that he could end up being better than Baker was. Maybe not as productive just because of the way that the game is changing and the fact that most guys are most elite quarterbacks are three years and off to the professional level. But I think when you watch Jackson Arnold, when you flip on the tape, he's got arm talent, he's got outstanding touch, he can run. He's completely unafraid, has good pocket instincts, and he's a gamer. Man, he's a gamer. Talk all the time about how impressed I was with him during the Texas State Championship game in November when him and Denton Geyer were completely outmanned and outflanked by Austin Westlake in terms of talent. Jackson Arnold 
had that game within one possession. It was 23-21, to I believe, going into the fourth quarter. Then Westlake made a couple big offensive plays, Cade Klubnick and Jaden Greathouse, uh, and pulled away. But Jackson Arnold had that team, which really had no business hanging with Austin Westlake. He had them in that game vying for a state championship all the way down to the wire. So that's what impressed me the most if I had to pick one instance or one game uh, that really stuck out to me with regard to that kid. He's going to be special at the collegiate level. And I think you have a very interesting quarterback battle shaping up as early as 2023 and no later than 2024. I was just going to ask you about that. How do you look at that quarterback battle? And again, uh, it's it's down the road, but it's looking like it'll be a good one between two really good prospects, Nick Evers and Jackson Arnold. How do they differ? Evers and Arnold, as far as stature, Evers is bigger. Evers probably has a bigger arm. Arnold has cleaner mechanics and is more mobile. I think Evers is more of a work in progress as far as his instincts in the pocket. That's one thing that just comes naturally to Arnold. And so they both have their strengths and weaknesses, and I think that's why it's going to be a really interesting battle because it all comes down to how they grow, how they mature, how they develop. The quarterback that Nick Evers is right now, the quarterback that we saw on Saturday when he only got, I think, one pass attempt off and three drives, that's not the Nick Evers that we're going to see a year from now or two years from now. And likewise, the Jackson Arnold that we see right now who continues to climb the recruiting rankings toward that fifth star, that's not the same Jackson Arnold that we're going to see a year from now or two years from now either. So whoever puts their nose down on the grindstone, and makes the effort to learn and shore up the shortcomings in their respective games, that's the guy that's going to head into the 2024 season, I would imagine, with the upper hand to start at Oklahoma. Because in 2023, if you don't get Dylan Gabriel back, that kind of feels to me like maybe the type of year where you'd bring in another Jalen Hurts. You'd bring in a guy as a stopgap, an experienced quarterback who knows his way around the offense, and can be the guy for one year and no more than one year. I think we're gonna. I, I think that Oklahoma is gonna have Dylan Gabriel for two years. What do you think? I mean, if he goes out and lights it up and throws forty touchdowns and eight interceptions and is invited to New York City, and uh, you know maybe sneaks into the end of the first round or becomes a, a second round guy or even a third round guy, maybe not. Who knows? But you know the reality of the situation with those quarterbacks in this day and age of college football, Parker, is that one of those guys. Ebers or Arnold more than likely won't finish his career at OU. Yeah, that is. And that's a hard thing to reckon with, but it's the truth. Both of those guys are more than good enough to be a starter at the Power 5 level, and it's only going to happen for one of them at Oklahoma, unless Arnold is content to ride the bench for three years, which I I, I just don't know if that's going to be the case. So, yeah, I agree with you. One of those guys isn't going to finish their collegiate career at Oklahoma, and that's why I've already got my eye on – Next year when Arnold gets in and kind of see how they battle between the two of them right off the bat. And then in 2024, when you'd imagine it's going to be one of those two, absolutely, without question, that's your starting quarterback at Oklahoma, then what does that mean for the other guy? And for Dylan Gabriel, you know, I think he's going to be in a similar position that Baker Mayfield was at the end of the 2016 campaign. Right? Baker went to the Heisman ceremonies in New York that year, had an outstanding year, a breakout year. Uh, led the Sooners to their second consecutive Big 12 championship. And he could have gone to the NFL draft. And 
he would have been drafted decently. He would have been off the board sometime on day two. Right, yeah. But he chose to take another season. He realized that with another year that built upon the success he put on tape in 2016, he could raise that draft stock even further, and he was willing to wait. He was willing to be patient, and that paid off for him in a big way. He ended up the number one overall selection in the 2018 draft. So for Dylan Gabriel, if he has a year like that, it's going to be tempting to make the jump for a second or third round draft grade. But he's also got to be mindful of the fact that that's a quarterback class that's going to include C.J. Stroud Mm -hmm. and Bryce Young and Spencer Rattler and Brennan Armstrong and Tyler Van Dyke. So you got a lot of high-end quarterbacks that are going to be vying for first-round grades a year from now. I feel it almost behooves Dylan Gabriel to wait till the following year not just for his own sake, but with regard to the guys that he's going to be competing for or competing alongside uh, for an early round draft selection. Yeah, and I, I do think this, I think the pull of this staff, if you're on the fence, unless you feel like you can go out and make a lot of money and you're going to be a high draft pick, I think the pull of this staff will uh, will make some of these guys want to come back if they're on the fence. I, I really think that they're building a close relationship with the staff uh, and the new coaches here and, and the coaches that were left over, obviously, from the previous staff. By the way, how long did Kyler sit behind Baker? Was it two years? It was one year. 2016 was his red shirt year. Because that was before the transfer portal, so you had right. to sit a year. Okay, that's so, 2017 was the so year he, he sat, sat one Baker. year, but he was at OU for two. Yes, and think about that. If the portal had been around initially, you know, would would Kyler Murray have stayed at Oklahoma? Yeah, Who knows? I think so. Probably. Yeah, and I think the fact that he was playing baseball would have been a big part of that as well. And obviously, first round pick at the Oakland Ace. All right, we'll break right here once again. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, Steelman and Thune at noon, home of Sooner fans on a Wednesday. It is the Ref Radio Network. Got a lot of text rolling in. A lot more Sooner football conversation ahead. Keep it here on the Ref. Okay, we're back. Hour number one, Steelman and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Radio Network, Riverwind Casinos, got a great outdoor concert series back again. Sixth straight year for Beats and Bites, the Beats and Bites Festival, also sponsored by Coop Ale Works. And the first show out is a good one, Night Ranger and Starship with Mickey Thomas. On May 28th, get on out there. Enjoy all the incredible food trucks. All your favorites are going to be out there. Saucy Sicilian. I love the Saucy Sicilian. It's going to be there. So they've got all the best local food trucks, retail vendors, fireworks show coming up in July for a big-time show in July. Beats and Bites. Uh, Only $5 for each individual ticket. Think about it. Last summer, we had Hall of Fame Rockers Cheap Trick on the Beats and Bites stage for 5 bucks. Per ticket. That's unbelievable. Uh, also in June, Everclear with Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something. And then in July, two big-time shows, the Randy Rogers Band, July 9th, with an incredible fireworks display to follow the uh, Randy Rogers Show on July 9th. And then Scotty McCreary will be on the Beats and Bites stage on July 30th. Each individual ticket's only 5 bucks. Kids under 12 get in free. It's kid-friendly. They've got uh, all the, uh, the, the bouncy games, whatever it is that the kids love. You can bring your pet out there. 
Uh, you'll be able to do a little bit of shopping with retail vendors and, again, all the great food trucks. That's Beats and Bites 2022. Get online right now at Riverwind.com and get your tickets for all of those shows right now at Riverwind.com. That is why Riverwind is simply the best. So the NCAA, Mark Emmert is stepping down, but he's going to be around for a womp, 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 another year. Hmm. Well, it, it, that's not exactly the deal, is it? Because he said he, he's going to step down when they find a new president. So it could be sooner than that. could be a lot sooner than that. Okay, hopefully it will be. Condoleezza Rice was a name thrown out there. She's got a green jacket. She's a member at the Augusta National Golf Club. I thought she was going to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Wasn't that a thing? She waved to me in the grandstands at 12 at Augusta. I felt very important. Of course, I said. Did you wave back? Dr. Rice. I I went complete fanboy. It was really, well, it was actually very sad. But, no, it it wasn't like while they were putting or anything. But uh, that was a name thrown out there. But the NCAA, we've talked about, uh, they just don't have the power. The the landscape of college athletics is changing. You know, the NCAA feels like an organization that is just so behind the times. Right? I bet they're on America online right now at the NCAA offices. You think they're on dial-up? I can guarantee you they're not on OEC Fiber. They should be, but... They're on dial-up at the NCAA. Think they still use Commodore 64s? Could be. Could very. When they load a picture, it comes in those little <laughs> chunks, you know? <laughs> hey, do you guys have a picture of Jack Swarbrick in case he becomes our new leader? Wait, I'm downloading the picture. Yeah, I'm, I'm to his neck right now. I'm still waiting on the suit. You know, I don't know. It just... I got to tell you, though, uh, and this is probably an old thing, but I am worried about what it's going to look like, particularly with college football. And I I balance that with knowing that these athletes have been putting their bodies on the line and trying to study. And I I mean, it was hard enough for me to graduate from OU in five years. Well, I was working. You took a a victory lap? I did. I took a victory lap. I was working out here, though, so I was working, too. But it's still not what those guys are going through playing football or any of these sports where you got to dedicate so much time to and then go to study hall and try and study and have a social life. So they deserve a chunk of the change. No doubt. No doubt about it. And college football and college athletics, especially college football, obviously, which uh, is the straw that stirs the drink, has become so bloated financially that it, it almost got so big that you had to pay the players. It was starting to look ridiculous. But I don't know, Parker. I'm just worried about five, ten years down the road, what's this going to look like? Yeah, I mean, you know? if, because, if, I, if I wasn't worried enough already, I certainly am now. Yeah. It I, is. Ugh. I mean, they're – College football, man. The direction that it is headed as a sport, I don't know if I love it, Mike. I don't know if I even like it. (laughs) I get a peaceful, queasy feeling about it instead of a peaceful, easy feeling about it. I don't know if you can have a peaceful, queasy feeling, but you know what I'm saying? Because so much of us are invested in college football. If you've got a great program, and you've got, you know, Oklahoma State's got a really good program as well. If you're a Cowboy fan, you love the tailgating scene in Stillwater. is unbelievable. Uh, what they've done there is special. 
And Sooner fans, obviously, it is their whole weekend, their whole fall schedule, and on into uh, the winter is planned around Sooner football. And if you mess with that and you screw it up, it's going to be bad. I, I hope that we figure it out. I, you know, whenever big money gets involved, I mean, really, really, really big money, it tends to ruin things. I was just watching the Apple TV, the new show, Jared Leto and Hathaway. We crashed on the WeWork deal. Started out as a good idea, bringing people together, all of that stuff. Big money got involved and blew it up. And so did the crazy guru, Adam Newman, also. By the way, if you're going to invest in something and it's led by a guru, and I would describe like Elizabeth Holmes in College Dropout, guru. I would describe... Adam Newman, WeWork, Guru. They led like the, uh, they had that, they were like the messianic figure, you know, instead of a corporate (laughs) suit. And the corporate suits can be very evil as well. But I just wonder if we, we look back again at some point and go, we had a great thing. We had the best sport going, college football, unbelievable. And we let it all come unhinged. And we let the almighty dollar and greed just consume it. Hey, you know what we're going to have to talk about in the second hour? What's that? The NFL draft. We're a day away, Mike. Yes, but you know what the NFL draft is this year? A snooze fest. You think so? Sort of, yes. I mean, I guess the uh, Trayvon Walker kid, the DN from Georgia, is now merging as the uh, number one pick. And obviously you've got... Perry on Winfrey and Isaiah Thomas and Nick Benito and Brian Asamoa and uh, Marquise Hayes, right, um, that are going to go. It just seems like a boring draft to me. Maybe because that's we got spoiled when number one picks, like, you know, all the way back to Sam Bradford. What was the year that OU had? Was it three of the top five? Yeah, 2010. Yeah, 2010. And then Kyler and Baker, obviously. But we can talk. We can jump into that a little bit. And we'll get to more text, I promise, when we get back. Hour number two is presented to you by the Seth Wadley Auto Group at Paul's Valley. Exit 72 in the Valley. And a great guarantee. Oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. So go get a a great deal and great service after the sale of the Seth Wadley Auto Group. All right. Uh, We were talking about uh, Mark Emmert stepping down uh, with the NCAA and what college football is going to look like, you know, five, ten years down the road. I want to ask you on the uh, text line, we got a lot of other texts rolling in, too, that we're going to get to, but uh, specifically for this hour, are you optimistic or concerned about the future of college football and what it's going to look like? Optimistic or concerned about the future of college football and what it's going to look like? And give us, you know, a reason why you feel that way. I think if you're not concerned, you're kidding yourself. Yeah, it's it's just a it's a completely new world we're walking into. It, it's like going to an alien planet somewhat, and you kind of think you know about it, and maybe NASA's researched it from afar, and then you get there, and there's some really evil aliens there that you didn't expect. And that would be like the uh, the evil aliens would be the evil agents, and uh, Texas A&M, <laughs> uh, and Trace Armstrong, and Muleshoe. And then you would get, you know, like you'd have to get a good agent, a really, you know, solid, going to do it right kind of agent like Kelly Masters. And then 
the day would be saved. But again, you have to fight off the evil, the evil agents and the evil NIL people led by Trace Armstrong and the Texas A&M. But the Aggies are fake soldiers anyway, right? Pretty much. At A&M. I mean... What is, so, what is the deal with the Aggie soldiers? I, I, isn't that the group that, like, where they, they, like, they, like, grab each other before the fourth quarter? They're, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure thing, out a way to phrase this. What do they so call it? Suffering or whatever? Yeah. But there's... I'm trying to figure out a way to dive into this whole conversation without running afoul of the FCC. Well, so. let's just say there's grabbing involved <laughs> and junk involved and squeezing involved to suffer for A&M, which is very, very I've never terrifying. understood that. Like, why would you willingly subject yourself to that? I don't know, man. And, like, the thing about it is the A&M folks, they, they like, enjoy that. They love it. We've had, we've had texters on the Air Comfort Solutions text line talk before about how if you don't participate in every single ritual sacrament of the Aggie cult, they call you, what, like the 5%? And I think it's called squeeze em ags I think that's what it is. squeeze uh, if, if You'd have to Google, them up, Google it up, but I think that's what it's called. Somebody can help us on the uh, text line. But, yeah, that's one of the – some of the A&M traditions I like, and I kind of, in a weird way, like A&M from afar because of some of the crazy stuff that – because if you're an A&M Aggie, you are totally bought in. You can't be, like, halfway bought in at Texas A&M. Or you leave after a year, like, man, this place is crazy. I'm out of here. I'm going to Sam Houston State or somewhere. You know, I don't know. But uh, the bonfire, you know, that was a great tradition until the tragedy. It was really cool. And I screwed that up. Um, and then, uh, you know, I just, uh, their their band is awesome. And I just like a lot of midnight yell practice. All that stuff's different, but it's kind of cool. So, anyway. All right, uh, but yeah, I want to know again uh, this hour if you want to give us your opinion. Are you optimistic, and if you are, why about the future of college football, or are you concerned? And let us know. Let why. me bring this up. This comes courtesy of one of my colleagues at Twenty Four Seven Sports, Mike Roach, who covers Texas, but we'll forgive him for that, at least for the time being, uh, because he does provide us with this very intriguing quote. According to several coaches I've spoken with. The next wave of college football could be the elimination of any rule with a limit that would include the cap on official visits, Mm -hmm. capping the number of coaches on a staff, and the total number that can be signed in any given class. Oh, my goodness, Mike. That's a nightmare. That that right there is like, okay, go ahead and tailor make a recipe to completely eradicate fairness in college football. And there it is. Those are the ingredients. You know what's going to happen? My, like, here's the thing. Consider for a moment how things evolve in any particular industry when there is a brand, right? When there is a, a product and you have a variety of different brands manufacturing the same product. Over time, the brands that don't make money go out of business. And then the brands that are making some money start to lose money to the bigger brands, and they go out of business too. And then sooner or later, 
you're left with Apple and Microsoft. Mm. Mike, that's what you've got. If that is the direction that college football is headed, I'm alarmed. I'm completely alarmed. Because what's going to happen is we're going to have less and less and less parity. We're going to have less and less and less competition to the point where there may come a circumstance, there may come a juncture at some point down the line where there are only 15 to 20 programs in all of college football that are on the same playing field. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it may be that way now, right? Just without the big money involved. Well, still, you have the big money, but I'm talking about gargantuan money. So uh, it is going to be just fascinating to see how it plays out and somewhat terrifying because, again, you know what's going to happen? It's going to get so big, you know who's going to get involved? The cartel. The cartel will be involved with college football somehow. That's oh how goodness. bad it's going to get. CFP Commissioner El Chapo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It, it's starting to feel that dirty. All right. Uh, hey, well, hey, brilliant point here. Yep. Brilliant point here. Can you imagine Oregon and Phil Knight Absolute, with no yeah. limitations? Right, yeah. Can you imagine Miami and the Ruiz family with no limitations? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like my mind is literally frying itself considering all of the thoroughly detrimental possibilities we that have, will be on the table the in that genie kind of environment. is way out of the bottle and the genie is not going back in and i wonder at some point um you know this is going to be something we look back at man i missed the ncaa you know, and, and that sounds absolutely crazy, but I wonder if we could get there. Uh, somebody said on the text line, referencing referencing, they only give 2% for their team. The two percenters. That's ah, what they're called. Okay, there you go. I mistakenly said five percenters, but I guess it's the two percenters. Is that an A&M Aggie, or is that somebody who used Google quickly? I don't know. It could be both. Could be. It very well could be. Man, here's the thing. You 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 clipped a quote from Nick Saban on NIL. Yeah. Right? We're going to have to get around to that at some point because make no mistake, folks, if regulation in college football went haywire tomorrow, went out the window, and any rule with a limit went by the wayside, Nick Saban would wreak havoc on college football. No one would compete with Alabama. No one. Until the day Nick Saban is cold in the grave, Alabama would win every single national championship there is to win. And I think Nick Saban would hate having to do it that way because we've heard him speak out about it. he's he's the one who said, you know what? It's the rich is just gonna the rich programs are just gonna get richer. They're and just here's, gonna get richer. And here's another great point. You'll see schools trash non revenue sports. Oh, yeah. It'll be like eliminating uh, part of the office that isn't producing. Like, yeah, you guys over there in uh, brand marketing. Exactly, because any anymore. anything that can be streamlined, anything that can increase profit margins, any step that can be taken to that end, it's going to get taken. And so gymnastics will cease to become an NCAA-sanctioned sport because well, there are only, what, like 11 men's gymnastics you, programs you across have, the country and a few more women's. But You have they, – they might become like club sports, right? Yeah. Which would be sad, and particularly because OU has – you know, the two best traditionally over the last 10, 15, longer than that, programs in the country with Mark Williams and K.J. Kindler. And 
Uh, yeah, it, it, to me, it, it's kind of like when you look at big, big business now. These CEOs are concerned with bottom line, period. And we are getting more machines replacing human beings in every facet of life, right? Even the great Stephen Hawking said, be careful what you do with AI. Because down the road, and you kind of think, oh, that's crazy. But the AI might just get too smart. And But, I, I mean, it started with, you know, we all love the self-checkout, right? But what does that do? That eliminates a job. How many checkers do you see at Walmart or Target or wherever you shop where you've got, you know, a couple humans there and the rest, it's all self-checkout. And it's convenient and it's fast and we all like it. But it's also costing people jobs. And that's not that trend isn't changing anytime soon. So and I, I, that's probably a bad way to look at what's going on with college football. No, I don't the think bottom, it is because but the bottom line is it it's it's in a transformation right now and it's always been about the money, but it's more so about the money. And if you're gonna be be as successful as Oklahoma has been, you better have you better be printing cash, right? Anywhere. In a world where money becomes king across collegiate athletics, what becomes of track and field? There's there's no more track and field. Track and field makes no money for any school. Like, there's not a single school across the country where track and field is a revenue-generating sport. Not even Arkansas, right? Yeah, that is completely going out the window. Uh, Swimming and diving for the schools that uh, sponsor that, that's going out the window. Baseball, for a lot of programs, will no longer be a university-sanctioned sport. Softball, obviously it is a revenue-generating sport at Oklahoma, but if that is the exception. they mess with Patty Gasso, that's it. I'm storming no, the they, state they, capital. Wait, they, no, I'm not. They won't mess with Patty, Patty Gasso, but there might come a point in time at which Patty Gasso's team is playing the same six or seven opponents over and over again because that, yeah. that's all that's left. Look, I, I, we don't want to uh... – you know, uh, make this total doom and gloom. But we're, we're we're on a very slippery slope here, man. Very. Remember the old slip and slide? If you're as old as me as a kid, we're on a slip and slide, and we are sprinting, and we are jumping straight onto that slip and slide. And you know, if you got a good sprint going on the slip and slide, or if uh, the water weenie too. Well, no, the slip and I'm talking about the slip and slide. Did you say the water weenie? The water weenie, yes. You used to what in the world? Go ahead and Google it up. I don't think I want to. Yeah, it's <laughs> Are you afraid of your search history or something if you Google that? No, it was a kid's toy. But I'm thinking about the slip and slide. And we're sliding very dangerously into the monstrous mouth of capitalism, which made this country and might swallow college athletics except for, you know, 40 football programs or something. We'll see. Why do you think a guy like Jay Wright is leaving Villanova? Those coaches, the coaches, they don't – even the ones who, like Muleshoe, Mr. Portal himself, we take players from the portal or Oklahoma, we took them from the portal. All right. Wow, if Muleshoe was starting to sound like Howard Schnellenberg. Yeah. Right? Well, they brought me in here and I don't But, again, <laughs> I guarantee you – the majority, the vast majority of these coaches don't like any of this. Now, it's not that they don't want to pay the players, but this is making their job more difficult, much more difficult. Anyway, all right, let's take a break right here. We'll get back to the text line. 
405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Greed, for lack of a better word, is bad. It's not good, Gordon Gecko. It's bad. Very bad. Very bad. Stay with us. Yes, it's all about the money, ladies and gentlemen. Air Comfort Solutions tax line available to you. 405-651-3439. That's still my top album of all time. Dark Side of the Moon. I'm going to hit the post right here. Vocals coming. There we go. So good. About 37 minutes of pure brilliance. It's just amazing, that that whole album. All right, uh, Parker, you want to get to the text line, 405-651-3439, because we are getting a ton of them, so let's go to them. One listener says, I'm not sure what a water weenie is, but it sounds like a menu option at Wild Peckers. <laughs> you know, I was thinking the same thing, Toby, in that great promo. <laughs> he ordered the meal from Wild Peckers. Uh, Kendall says, a Walmart by my house is all self-checkout, no human. Gone are the days of Gary bagging my groceries in a paper bag. It saddens me. Yeah, look, we all want convenience, right? Uh, We all want convenience. But at the same time, like I said, uh, a lot of CEOs, and there's some good ones out there, but there's some very greedy ones. Well, there are a ton of greedy ones that, you know, if they can eliminate every human and not have to pay them, guess what? They'll do it. So, again, and we're just thinking about the future of college athletics because this is completely new territory. It feels like we might be on a pretty firm foundation for the rest of the uh, next 20 years. It might, be, it might be really good if we get some kind of regulations on this where it feels like there, there are some standards that everybody has to live up to. Or we might be sinking in quicksand already. One listener says, I nominate Steely's uncle for next NCAA president. Is he uh... – is he equipped for that? Is uh, he capable? I don't know if his temperament would uh, would do that. No, I, I don't think that the temperament would be uh, would be good for my uncle to be in that situation. So, well, hasn't he had a lot of health issues too? Uh, yes, yes, but he's he's ninety one years old now, so you know, I don't know. One listener says, I guess this proves that exclusive merch really is the key to NFL development. I guess so. Maybe An underhanded shot at uh, Caleb Williams and Muleshoe and the entire USC regime. We've got an interesting uh, matchup going on right now at Whispering Pines in Trinity, Texas, because you've got you talk about uh, great teams. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, 1-2 in the country in men's college golf. Texas, number nine in the country. Texas, one-shot lead right now over Oklahoma with uh, the Cowboys four shots back. Texas, 17 under par. OSU at six – or Oklahoma at 16. OSU at 13 under par. Uh, Texas Tech, pretty good squad there, too, at Tech. They're four under par. And then everybody – like Kansas is 29 over. Baylor's 33 over. I I mean, it's like those four teams and everybody else. And really, three teams have separated. Texas, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. Ryan Hibble's done an unbelievable job at uh, Oklahoma. And they're playing right now. Uh, the Sooners and Texas are through uh, 12 to 15 holes right now. So you at least have probably in the neighborhood of – 
three or five holes left. Uh, but Texas with a one-shot lead over Oklahoma right now, and the Sooners, again, the number one team in the country. And the Cowboys are four back. Uh, Texas leading the way at 17 under par, and Oklahoma State is uh, further down the road on the course. So the Cowboys probably, unless they have an unbelievable finish, will not win. But the Sooners and Texas involved in a one-two battle right there. So, anyway. There's your OU golf update. Ryan Hibble, somebody wanted a golf update. So, yes, there you go. One listener says, Kurt Warner and the greatest show on turf would have never existed in this day and time with self-checkout. How would anybody have found him sacking groceries? Uh, I like that. That's good. That's good. I like that. Kurt Warner, man, maybe the greatest underdog story in NFL history. It's got to be that or Wayne Krebet, right? Yeah, and I would still go Kurt Warner to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback like that. Unbelievable. And did you see that movie, by the way? It's it's a decent movie. The, I mean, the Dennis Quaid one? No, it's... Or is it not it, Dennis Quaid? Who was it that played Kurt Warner? I don't think it was Dennis Quaid. I saw it, and I can't remember who the yeah, guy Dennis was. Yeah, Dennis Quaid's too old to have played Kurt I don't know why. I, think, I, I thought Dennis Quaid was in that movie. But maybe I just... Maybe he was. Maybe I just thought that because Dennis Quaid seems to be in every sports bio movie. My, you know how my brain works. Anything that's happened in the last few months is uh, is a 50-50 chance on remembering it. So, anyway. Another listener asks, what is the realistic percentage that the NCAA could be no more, and who would be the governing body of college athletics? That's the million-dollar question yeah. because right now it just seems like anarchy. The NCAA, they're on the endangered species list right now, right? It seems that way. And... You know, a lot of it was their own doing, not changing with the times enough, I don't think. Like I said, I believe right now at the NCAA offices, they're probably on America Online right now. But that's the question. Will it be? I think, again, what you're going to see is a super conference and then everybody else. You know, maybe 45 to 60 teams. And it might be like kind of like the Premier League, Premier Soccer League, but doubled in size, something like that. And who knows when that might happen? I would say that's probably we're probably ten years away from that, maybe five at the earliest. But it seems to be heading in that direction. It definitely seems to be heading in that direction. So I wonder if there's going to come a day when we actually miss the NCAA. As ludicrous <laughs> as that sounds. That's a great point. You know, when we go, man, we used to dog the NCAA all the time. And I would, if we could go back at a time machine and have the NCAA back, I'd love it. So, to me, it's, it's about, again, and here's the deal. Okay, so the Sooners have this new collective, one for Oklahoma, right? And they're going to pay sure. football players fifty grand. Uh, you know, basketball players, men's basketball players, and the uh, the softball team are going to get some money as well. Um, not quite that amount, but they're going to they're going to get some money as well. And you know, more collectives are going to keep popping up. This probably won't be the only one. Uh, will there be? Could the NCAA survive with a standardized deal where they're going to pay? Also, I don't know. But here's the deal. You know. Somebody said, why can't we just pay these athletes through the NCAA and everybody gets, you know, 40 grand a year plus, uh, you know, about, you know, the, the situation. But anytime you cap something, people are going to say, why, why can I only earn that much? You know, it's against the way we operate here in uh, America. 
By the way, uh, update on... I, I don't even remember the name of the Kurt Warner movie mm-hmm. anymore. But That's uh, right. De- yes, yes. Dennis right. Quaid played Dick Vermeil. It was Dennis Quaid that played Dick Vermeil. That's exactly right. Apparently, Zachary Levi was the one mm. that played Kurt Warner. Somebody said uh, on Walmart that they can't find anybody to hire right now. Okay, that's probably accurate because all of a sudden people don't want to work as much. But I think, but the self-checkout's been around for a long time. Are you telling me 10 years ago that was the case, whenever they first came around or however long it's been? I, I believe the initial goal had to be elimination of having to pay a human being. But now, yes, there are a lot of jobs that people won't do now. After the pandemic, you know, restaurants are trying to find people to work. There are a lot of uh, a lot of jobs out there that people just don't want to do now. Is that because of the money they got from the pandemic and they decided? Or maybe a lot more people have figured out they can work from home and make money from home. Or maybe people are just more germaphobic than they were Could before be. the pandemic. Could be. But, so, yes, the uh, I, I think that, you know, for me – if you're going back to when did like self checkout stuff come around? I don't know. Has it been 10, 15 years? Yeah, something like that. About that long. You 15. can't tell me that's because people didn't want those jobs at the time. I think it's more about somebody saying, you know what? We've got these machines where we can cut our workforce by 75% or whatever. Or that wouldn't be the situation. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It uh, wouldn't be that big, but any way they can eliminate costs, believe me, at the expense of a human being, no matter what their story would be, a lot of CEOs, doesn't matter. Doesn't I, matter. I, you know, I didn't realize this just got brought to our attention on the Air Comfort Solutions sex line. Nick Harris of Oklahoma Sooner fame played Ray Lewis what? in this movie. I didn't even realize that. I Nor sat I. there and watched the film, too. So 10, 15 years ago, says 918. Thank you. Heck, you can do your grocery shopping from home, yes. Uh, convenience is great, but it also feels like it's cost some jobs, right? But there is a uh, there is a situation out there now, and I think this, you know, maybe started and got worse with COVID, where a lot of people just don't want to do certain jobs. Like, you can go to a restaurant, and you'll find tables open, and you're still waiting there with your little thing that's going to buzz at any second, and you're wondering... What the heck? There are like 20 tables open. Why can't we get seated? It's because they don't have staff. They don't have the staff. So, anyway. But, yeah, the initial, those those self-checkout machines were created to eliminate human beings and paying them. All right. We'll break right here. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72 for a great deal on a vehicle and a great guarantee. Oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel. Still watching the Big 12 uh, golf tournament. Longhorns lead by one over Oklahoma, four over Oklahoma State. Coming down the stretch, it's OU in Texas at Whispering Pines Golf Club. I will be in Whispering Pines Nursing Home within the decade, but I hear Whispering Pines Golf Club is unbelievable. Stay with us. We're coming right back. All right. We are back. And, uh, man, we got a ton of texts coming in today. We appreciate it very much. You guys are great. And uh, that number is 405-651-3439 of the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Beats and Bites is back at Riverwind for another season. It's going to be another incredible 
season. Music, food trucks, craft beer. You can bring your pet. The kids have all kinds of uh, games out there. It's just a great family environment. Uh, Night Ranger and Starship will be the first outdoor show at Beats and Bites 2022. Night Ranger and Starship, May 28th. Starship with Mickey Thomas. That'll be a heck of a show. Great way to kick off the festivities for this summer. And then uh, in June, Everclear with Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something on uh, June 18th. The Randy Rogers Band on July 9th. And Scotty McCreary, damn straight, on uh, July 30th. That will be happening, and after the Randy Rogers Band show July 9th, they'll have an incredible fireworks display. You know, Riverwind uh, has a colossal fireworks display that's really, really good. And again, you can get your tickets right now. Your individual tickets are only $5. Kids under 12 are free. Beats and Bites 2022. It's going to be a great time with some great music, some great food from all the incredible food trucks out there. Retail vendors again. Bring the kids. Bring the pets. As long as you clean up after the kids and the pet, you're good. And you'll have a great time at Beats and Bites 2022. And uh, tickets again for each individual show are on sale now at Riverwind. Com. You want to play the uh, Nick Saban clip on NIL? Uh, this oh, was please, actually yes. before the season when Nick Saban – and look, if you're Nick Saban and you've got the greatest program going in college football right now, you're thinking, man, for us, you know what? Guess what? We make a lot of money. We have a lot of money in the program, and we'll be just fine. This is what Nick Saban said, though, about kind of some uh, warning us about NIL before the season. You know, name, image, and likeness is a positive thing for, you know, players. They have an opportunity to earn money, which they've always had the opportunity to do. Uh, this gives them an opportunity to do it by using their name, image, and likeness, uh, which I don't think is a bad thing. Uh, I think what is a little concerning is how is that used to get players to decide, you know, where they go to school? Um, because... I don't think that was the intention. Uh, I don't think that would be the NCAA's intention. Uh, I think we probably need some kind of national legislation to um, sort of control that to some degree um, because I, I think there'll be an imbalance relative to who can dominate college football if that's not regulated in some form or fashion. There you go. And that was months ago when Nick Saban did, uh, said that. And uh, it seems to me – and look, I always point to A&M, but you've got, what, nine five-stars in this upcoming class for Texas A&M? Yes. People are talking about it maybe being the greatest recruiting class in history. It seems like a lot of paper plays going on there, right? You don't say. Because these are kids, again, that – and A&M has a collective. Texas has a collective. The Sooners have their collective. So maybe – it's a promise of, guess what, man? You get here, you're going to be making 75000 a year. We got Bill over here at Aggie Toyota who's going to kick in. You know, I don't know how it works. But it just seems like, you know, to me, Texas A&M has good facilities. They, you know, they've got a good football tradition, certainly not a great football tradition, but it's, it's certainly a uh, – very much a one-of-a-kind tradition, there's no doubt. So I'm not saying that, man, a how are they getting any players? They've been able to get some players over the years. But this amount, like we've said, there's something going on for the Aggies to be – I mean, it's like it's out of this world what they're doing right now. So 
Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think this little window that we're in right now, the next three to five years, is going to be very telling for the future of college football because we are still very much – we're less than a year removed from NIL legislation being put into place, Mike. And so here's what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to come to a crossroads, not just for the universities, not just for the institutions, not for the stakeholders, but for prospective student-athletes as well, because they're going to look at the impact that NIL has had on the decisions and the collegiate careers of some of their predecessors, and they're either going to want to follow in their footsteps or say, I don't want to get into that. I want no part of what they went through, and I'm going to keep a level head about this and I'm going to make my decision based on the money I could make long-term in the NFL rather than the short-term NIL bag that I can pick up if I commit to this particular institution. So it all depends, Mike, on what the success stories versus the stories of catastrophic and epic failure look like for some of Mm -hmm. these athletes that were recruited on the cutting edge of the NIL era. Because if the success outweighs the failure, then I think we're looking at a seismic shift in the nature of recruiting and roster construction in college football. But if, in general, this blows up in the faces of a lot of these elite athletes that made decisions based on NIL, a lot of kids are going to look at that. A lot of kids' parents are going to look at that and say, that's not a mistake we're going to make. Yeah, and, you know, for me, I think in in OU – is probably all over this with, uh, you know, this collective that they have. I'm sure they're going to have somebody. Maybe they get somebody on staff. Maybe they just have guest speakers come in and telling these kids, man, I, I know to a lot of us, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year is a lot to some people, you know, and giving it to an 18-year-old kid, 19-year-old kid, golly, I can imagine I, I would be doing backflips, you know, at OU. If I was a student and I was making that much at that, you know, I would have blown every penny of it too. But tell them how to invest it. Tell how tell them how to grow that money because you want to uh, make sure that you are in you know saying the right things and going about it the right way, rather than just here you go, man. And I'm sure it's probably not. Uh, going to be a situation where they just say, hey, yeah, f- first of the year, come here, and we got fifty grand for you. It's probably paid out in installments, would be my guess, because I don't think you want to give a college kid that much money. You know, just here's forty or $50,000, you know, do what you want. So they'll educate them, I'm sure. Oh, you, they go about things the right way, and I'm sure a lot of the universities will do that too. But I don't know, man. Uh, how is it not – I mean, all of this seems like it's pay-for-play, right? Now, last year when Spencer Rattler got his deal with Canes and he got his merch and all of that stuff and Isaiah Thomas had a show on Sooner Scoop, all of that, you know, there are certain – we know that Caleb Williams was telling us that he puts mustard on his hot dog, which I, I think that's the right move. But these collectives, because – one collective is bigger than another again it's a bidding war still so i don't know how you go about the ncaa has lost so much power can they come together can there be some legislation does that come together in like a collective bargaining agreement you know and i trust i i just don't know there's so many questions out there
All right, let's get back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Oklahoma Johnny says, yeah, don't forget to pay them taxes on all that NIL money. How many players are going to get in trouble with the IRS during their college career? And with people I've talked to that are within college football programs, like within the walls, Mm -hmm. they work for the program itself, that's one of the things they're concerned about is a lot of these kids have never filed taxes before. You give them a crap ton of money more than they've ever had in their life Mm -hmm. yeah there's a good chance a lot of them will get in trouble with the irs anthony johnson will miss the rest of the season with an irs issue he has been detained by the internal revenue service details at 10 it's the grading recruiting class ever purchased not actually recruited says one listener i mean that's what we all think and i I think there's a lot of that going on and and the problem is you know man you kind of feel like you have the green light in certain respects because it's like wait a minute well here's here's the way around it right here lol at saban acting like he's concerned about the imbalance of college football (laughs) this is like darth vader being concerned about the plight of the rebellion i don't know i kind of believe nick saban you know, because Alabama's going to be fine either way. But I get what you're saying, and it's a good line. It's a really good line. Excellent line. Let's get one more here. <laughs> Is it against NCAA rules for college athletes to get a job at the local Piggly Wiggly? <laughs> uh, was that where Kurt Warner was working back in the day? It might have been. I, know. I know Piggly Wiggly was the first commercial grocery store. That's like its claim to fame. Really? Like, yeah. where did Piggly Wiggly, uh, Oklahoma City, invented the shopping cart, by the way? That's one of our really cool things, right? I think it was somewhere in Georgia that the first Piggly Wiggly opened. It sounds like it would be an SEC thing. Or it should be an Arkansas thing, though. I'm Googling Piggly Wiggly as we speak. Okay. I'm gonna, uh, you're saying SEC country, right? It is headquartered in New Hampshire. What? It was founded and the first location opened in Memphis, Tennessee. So, yes, first commercial supermarket, though. First true self-service grocery store. Hmm, I did not know that. All right, uh, if your text hasn't been read yet, we've got one more segment to go, and you guys are keeping us going on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Man, Air Comfort Solutions, you are getting mileage out of this text line. 405-651-3439. We'll come back. A lot of good questions still to be answered. We'll try and... uh, Give you our best answer when we get back to each of those. Stay here. Yes, they are giving it away now, especially at Texas A&M. No doubt. Still love that song, by the way. It was a great album, too. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. We used to play that for uh, the turnover update, but now this is for uh, this is for the uh, NIL deals. That are happening. By the way, uh, Big 12 golf update from Trinity, Texas, Whispering Pines Golf Club, Longhorns, 14 under par, tied for second, Sooners and Oklahoma State. Cowboys have made a couple birdies. Uh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, one shot back, 13 under par. So uh, they are on the last three or four holes. Okay. And again, Texas at minus 14. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State both at minus 13. So it's a three-way battle for the Big 12. Three-way battle for the Big 12 right now in Trinity, Texas. Number one, Oklahoma. Number two, Oklahoma State. And number nine, Texas going at it down the stretch. Okay. One listener says, I'm 38 and still eat SpaghettiOs for dinner about once a week. I, 
I'm not sure why we needed to know that or what that was in reference to, but there you go. Well, you know, who knows? Who knows? Uh, Chef Boyardee, SpaghettiOs, is that right? Uh, The chef, you know, those uh, raviolis as a kid, I used to heat those up quite a bit. Another listener says they could clean a lot of this up if they made it against NCAA rules to discuss NIL with a player prior to them actually being enrolled in school. That sounds great in theory Mm -hmm. until... The NCAA no longer exists, which it seems like we're heading in that direction. And there's no way to actually enforce that. There's not. There are loopholes for everything. And here's the thing. Even if the school doesn't discuss it directly with the player, there can be a middleman there. That's a real easy way to circumvent the rules. You tell your middleman, hey, uh, go ahead and uh, negotiate this NIL deal for us. You're not technically affiliated with the university, but uh, why don't you go ahead and relay this pitch to the athlete and let us know how it goes. All right, That's a yeah, very no. simple way to fudge the rules. Yeah. I, and I like this text because he talks about the uh, IRS deal, too. He says, as far as the IRS issue goes, what's going to happen there, as soon as these players get in trouble with the IRS, everybody's going to come around uh, and blame the evil predatory donors for preying on these poor, innocent children. And that'll probably be a big part of it. All right, what's the guy from uh, Walmart saying? Uh, okay, my, my company is a vendor for Walmart for 20 years. Every store would hire 50 more people tomorrow if they could find them. The self-checkout was instituted due to lack of personnel, not to reduce hmm. it. Well, okay, I guess I, I, if I'm wrong on that, I'm sorry. It seemed like to me they were trying to eliminate people. But if you deal with Walmart, you know what you're talking about. I apologize. So Kendall there says, there was a Piggly Wiggly in my hometown in Collinsville, Oklahoma. Ha-ha, the hmm. hometown of Levi Draper. Levi Draper was at Arkansas, right? He ended up uh, there. Medically and then, retired. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a He could have been real good at Oklahoma. By the if, way, somebody asked, what are you watching? I'm sorry to interrupt you, by the way. Uh, what are you watching Big Twelve golf on? I'm not I'm I'm looking at go to golfstat, golfstat.com. It's a great website. Uh, and you will find you'll be able to nav- navigate very easily to you'll see the college section. You can go right to the Big Twelve. And they've got a great uh, whatever their their system is because it updates almost instantaneously. So golfstat.com, and it'll have the Big 12 tournament there. Just navigate to that. Pretty easy to find. And uh, like I said, it just updated again, and now Oklahoma's tied Texas. Uh, both are at 14. The minute that you asked me, it just updated. Texas 14 under par, Oklahoma 14 under par. And the Cowboys now, they've dropped a shot, are at 12 under par. Headed down the stretch, battle for the Big 12 Golf Championship. That's the poke joke. Well, there's still some golf to be played. I, you know, Oklahoma State, they don't, uh, they don't choke a whole lot in golf. They've got a world-class program. And you know what? Ryan Hibble's built the same in Oklahoma. He's done an unbelievable job. But, again, right now, Texas and Oklahoma tied at 14 under par. A couple holes left. Oklahoma State is finished, by the way. The Cowboys are done. That just came out. Oklahoma State finishes at 12 under. So unless Texas and OU make some bogeys down the stretch, Oklahoma State will not win. It's between OU and Texas down the stretch. All right. Hey, thank you, guys. And uh, we appreciate all the text today. You guys are absolutely lighting that thing up, and we appreciate it. And some really good stuff, too. 
and I was wrong about Walmart. I I envisioned that was definitely what they were for. Maybe maybe it's not correct. All right, got to get out of here. We've got locked in coming up with Parker and Tyler McComas. A lot of good stuff on the way. Keep it here in the rep.